Section 15 of Mary Schweiler, The Amber Witch. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynette Calkins, Monument, Colorado. Mary Schweiler, The Amber Witch by Wilhelm Meinhold. Translated by Lucy Duff Gordon. The Twentieth Chapter of the malice of the governor and of old lizzie item of the examination of witnesses the next morning my hairs which till datum had been mingled with grey were white as snow albeit the lord otherwise blessed me wondrously for near daybreak a nightingale flew into the elder bush beneath my window and sang so sweetly that straightway i thought it must be a good angel for after i had hearkened a while to it i was all at once able again to pray which since last sunday i could not do and the spirit of our lord jesus christ began to speak within me abba father and straightway i was of good cheer trusting that god would once more be gracious unto me his wretched child and when i had given him thanks for such great mercy i fell into a refreshing slumber and slept so long that the blessed sun stood high in the heavens when i awoke and seeing that my heart was still of good cheer i sat up in my bed and sang with a loud voice be not dismayed thou little flock whereupon master seep came into the room thinking i had called him but he stood reverently waiting till i had done and after marvelling at my snow-white hair he told me it was already seven item that half my congregation among others my ploughman Klaus Niels, were already assembled in his house to bear witness that day when i heard this i bade mine host forthwith send Klaus to the castle to ask when the court would open and he brought word back that no one knew seeing that dom consul was already gone that morning to molenthen to see old nienkirchen and was not yet come back this message gave me good courage and i asked the fellow whether he also had come to bear witness against my poor child to which he answered nay i know not save good of her and i would give the fellows their due only these words surprised me and i vehemently urged him to open his heart to me but he began to weep and at last said that he knew nothing alas he knew but too much and could then have saved my poor child if he had willed but from fear of the torture he held his peace and he since owned and i will here relate what had befallen him that very morning he had set out betimes that morning so as to be alone with his sweetheart who was to go along with him she is stefan of zempin his daughter not farmer stefan but the lame gouty stefan and had got to pudgla about five where he found no one in the alehouse save old lizzie colkin who straightway hobbled up to the castle and when his sweetheart was gone home again time hung heavy in his hands and he climbed over the wall into the castle garden where he threw himself on his face behind a hedge to sleep but before long the sheriff came with old lizzie and after they had looked all round and seen no one they went into an arbor close by him and conversed as follows illa now that they were alone together what did she want of him illa she came to get the money for the witchcraft she had contrived in the village illa of what use had all this witchcraft been to him my child so far from being frightened defied him more and more and he doubted whether he should ever have his will of her illa 
he should only have patience when she was laid upon the rack she would soon learn to be fond illa that might be but till then she lizzie should get no money illa what must she then do his cattle a mischief illa yes if she felt chilly and wanted a burning faggot to warm her podicks she had better moreover he thought that she had bewitched him seeing that his desire for the parson's daughter was such as he had never felt before illa laughing he had said the same thing some thirty years ago when he first came after her illa ugh that old baggage don't remind me of such things but see to it that you get three witnesses as i told you before or else methinks they will rack your joints for you after all illa she had the three witnesses ready and would leave the rest to him but that if she were racked she would reveal all she knew illa she should hold her ugly tongue and go to the devil illa so she would but first she must have her money illa she should have no money till he had had his will of my daughter illa he might at least pay her for her little pig which she herself had bewitched to death in order that she might not get into evil repute illa she might choose one when his pigs were driven by and say she had paid for it hereupon said my Claus, the pigs were driven by and one ran into the garden the door being open and as the swineherd followed it they parted but the witch muttered to herself now help devil help that i may but he heard no further the cowardly fellow however hid all this from me as i have said above and only said with tears that he knew nothing i believed him and sat down at the window to see when dom consul should return and when i saw him i rose and went to the castle where the constable who was already there with my child met me before the judgment chamber alas she looked more joyful than i had seen her for a long time and smiled at me with her sweet little mouth but when she saw my snow-white hair she gave a cry which made dom consul throw open the door of the judgment chamber and say ha ha thou knowest well what news i have brought thee come in thou stubborn devil's brat whereupon we stepped into the chamber to him and he lift up his voice and spake to me after he had sat down with the sheriff who was by he said that yester-even after he had caused me to be carried like one dead to master seep his alehouse and that my stubborn child had been brought to life again he had once more adjured her to the utmost of his power no longer to lie before the face of the living god but to confess the truth whereupon she had borne herself very unruly and had wrung her hands and wept and sobbed and at last answered that the young nobles never could have said such things but that his father must have written them who hated her as she had plainly seen when the swedish king was at kosro that he dom consul had indeed doubted the truth of this at the time but as a just judge had gone that morning right early with the scriba to melanthon to question the young lord himself that i might now see myself what horrible malice was in my daughter for that the old knight had led him to his son's bedside who still lay sick from vexation and that he had confirmed all his father had written and had cursed the scandalous she-devil as he called my daughter for seeking to rob him of his knightly honour what sayest thou now he continued wilt thou still deny thy great wickedness see here the protocolum which the young lord hath signed manu propria but the wretched maid had meanwhile fallen on the ground again and the constable had no sooner seen this than he ran into the kitchen and came back with a burning brimstone match which he was about to hold under her nose 
but I hindered him, and sprinkled her face with water so that she opened her eyes and raised herself up by a table. She then stood a while, without saying a word or regarding my sorrow. At last she smiled sadly, and spake thus, that she clearly saw how true was that spoken by the Holy Ghost, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that the faithlessness of the young Lord had surely broken her poor heart, if the all-merciful God had not graciously prevented him, and sent her a dream that night which she would tell, not hoping to persuade the judges, but to raise up the white head of her poor father. After I had sat and watched all the night, quoth she, towards morning I heard a nightingale sing in the castle garden so sweetly that my eyes closed and I slept. Then methought I was a lamb, grazing quietly in my meadow at Kosro. Suddenly the sheriff jumped over the hedge and turned into a wolf, who seized me in his jaws and ran with me towards the Struckleburg, where he had his lair. I, poor little lamb, trembled and bleated in vain, and saw death before my eyes, when he laid me down before his lair, where lay the she-wolf and her young. But behold, a hand, like the hand of a man, straightway came out of the bushes and touched the wolves, each one with one finger, and crushed them, so that naught was left of them save a grey powder. Hereupon the hand took me up and carried me back to my meadow. Only think, beloved reader, how I felt when I heard all this, and about the dear nightingale, too, which no one can doubt to have been the servant of God. I clasped my child with many tears, and told her what had happened to me, and we both won such courage and confidence as we had never yet felt, to the wonderment of Dom Consul, as it seemed. But the sheriff turned as pale as a sheet when she stepped towards their worships, and said, And now do with me as you will, the lamb fears not, for she is in the hands of the good shepherd. Meanwhile Dom Comerarius came in with the scriba, but was terrified as he chanced to touch my daughter's apron with the skirts of his coat and stood and scraped at his coat as a woman scrapes a fish. At last, after he had spat out thrice, he asked the court whether it would not begin to examine witnesses, seeing that all the people had been waiting some time both in the castle and at the alehouse. Hereunto they agreed, and the constable was ordered to guard my child in his room, until it should please the court to summon her. I therefore went with her, but— we had to endure much from the impudent rogue, seeing he was not ashamed to lay his arm round my child, her shoulders, and to ask for a kiss in mea presentia. But before I could get out a word, she tore herself from him, and said, "'Ah, thou wicked knave! Must I complain of thee to the court? Hast thou forgotten what thou hast already done to me?' To which he answered, laughing, "'See, see, how coy!' and still sought to persuade her to be more willing, and not to forget her own interest, for that he meant as well by her as his master, she might believe it or not, with many other scandalous words besides which I have forgot, for I took my child upon my knees, and laid my head on her neck, and we sat and wept. End of section 15